Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Alrighty, on today's episode of the Lovecast, I'm here with Jordan, and we are going to be doing something a little different than we normally do. Uh, usually, I don't talk much NFL or football in general on the Lovecast. Usually, that's reserved for uh, other shows. But now we are going to be talking about some NFL news that just broke a couple hours ago today. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the new coaching carousel within the NFL, and then we're going to react to those conference championship games and talk a little bit about the Super Bowl matchup and our predictions for that. All right, I'm here with Jordan. First things first, about a couple, probably what, like six hours ago, um, Sean Payton officially got traded to the Denver Broncos. I personally thought he was going to sit out the rest of the year and get a new job that popped up because I didn't know if he would be going to the Broncos just because they're in a pretty tough spot in terms of they gave a lot away for Russell Wilson, obviously, and I thought he'd be going to a spot where there's a better quarterback Needless to say, maybe it was just the coaching. We'll get into Nathaniel Hackett later. Obviously, he had a really poor first season as a head coach. I believe he was like one of the first, one of a few coaches in in NFL history to get fired before his first season ended. So, obviously, not a great tenure there with Denver. So, maybe Russ comes back to the Russ that we're used to with a really elite coach in terms of Sean Payton. The, the trade is pretty simple. I believe they get a conditional first and second round pick from the from Denver, the Saints do, and then they give them Sean Payton. Obviously, Sean Payton had to be traded for a pick in order to get him onto another team because he was under contract with the Saint with the Saints still. So, Jordan, we'll open the floor to you now. How did you feel about this trade if you had to give it a grade for the Broncos? For the Broncos is an A plus. Absolute yeah. steal for them. This is exactly what they needed. Unfortunately, I I I'm I can't pick against the Chiefs like for the foreseeable future, they're just yeah. that good. And I think they're going to be that good for a long time. Um, but look, as long as you have Sean Payton, I think you have a chance on any given year to, to go make something happen and, and make deep playoff runs. And he's a champion and he's, he's a guy that can really turn this thing around as bad as the Broncos were this year. And as bad as Russ was this year, I think this is an absolute steal for the Broncos. This is exactly what they needed. Couldn't have drawn it up any better. Yeah, and I, I guess I should have – I guess we all should have sort of seen uh, Peyton going to the Broncos because I don't know if you know about their ownership situation. I've heard a lot about it just listening to different podcasts, but essentially they just got bought by the Walter – sorry, Walton Penner family, which is led by Rob Wal- Walton. And basically they've just been breaking the bank on new facilities. They pay – just they, they're not afraid of paying as much as needed to win. So they're basically, they're paying off. I heard a story um, from Peter Schrager at the NFL Network where basically he was talking about how they, it was like a throwaway game. The Broncos were already out of the playoffs. So There's no reason for it. But someone had mentioned that a part of the field was like not up to, was just like a little slippery or something. And they ended up paying $50,000 just to get that fixed for that one game. So they're really willing to throw away a bunch of money in order to get success. So I guess it's not technically throwing away money. So... I see why Sean Payton wants to go there, right? He has a former elite quarterback. We don't know if he's still elite, so that's why I use the word former. He could still be elite. He has 
basically he's getting the keys to a Ferrari that right now it's stripped out, stripped down to bare bones, but the owners are willing to put on anything they want. So it's, it's, he's got, you know, a lot of opportunities with the Broncos. So I would agree with you that it was an A plus hire. Um, how do you think, what do you think is like Sean Payton's first kind of thing that he does in office for the Broncos? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a specific move that needs to be made or anything like that. It's just Sean Payton's mind and his, his schemes and his coaching ability. And we're going to see a very different Russell Wilson this year um, with Sean Payton. I'm not, yeah. I, I can't ever go as far as to say that Russ is going to be like prime Russ. I think that's gone. Um, and I'm not going to put all of what we saw last season on Nathaniel Hackett, but a lot of it does go to, to Hackett and coaching decisions and culture like that, that entire situation with the culture and Russ being disconnected from his teammates and all that shit. That's, that's going away. Sean Payton, mm-hmm is going to change that. And he's going to change a lot of the, the situational um, struggles that we saw. And he's going to change how, how much the offense struggled. You look, you can't make Russell Wilson just be better or be more talented, but you can make it a lot easier on him. You can give him better play calls. You can, um, you know, give him a better run game and scheme up receivers better. And that's what Sean Payton does. I think this is exactly what Russ needed I'm very interested to see just how much it impacts Russ because there's a lot of stuff that Russ did this year that wasn't coaching and that was just Russ being bad. But I I, I still think this is this is huge and Russell's going to look a whole lot better. Yeah, I I completely agree. I I don't know what it's going to look like obviously because this is such an outlier year for Russ. So if it's another year of him being bad uh, next this upcoming year then we're going to have to have the conversation about possibly moving him or figuring something else out at quarterback. But for now, in my opinion, he has a fresh, clean slate. Uh, yeah. You get a you get a proven winner in Peyton. And yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what they can do. I'm always just a fan of more competitive football. And yeah, th- I think the thing is why this job was so appealing to someone like Sean Payton, who's an offensive guy, is they pretty much got the defense figured out. That Yeah. They were one of the best defenses in the league all year. They just could not move the ball. They could not score points. Um, and now Sh- Sean Payton gets to, you know, fix the offense, which is what he does. Like you talked about uh, a stripped down Ferrari. Um, Sean Payton's a pretty good mechanic for for fixing up an offense, I think. So it, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch um, just how far he takes him. Yeah. So on the other end of that, let's talk about Nathaniel Hackett, obviously. He had his first season this season, didn't make it the full season. Unfortunately, he has ties to New Hampshire, so we, I, I was kind of pulling for him. I forget what his ties are exactly, but I know his parents live there, and they kept flashing that underneath his name when they would show his, him on the sidelines, uh, frantically trying to figure out how to do something to get the team to win. So that's not great look for us New Hampshire people. But anyways, nonetheless... He accepts an offensive coordinating position as, or well, rather the, the position of offensive coordinator for the New York jets. This on, I guess if you hear that in the news, it's not a huge deal, but I think it has some far reaching, you know, possible consequences. Um, I believe that now I think Aaron Rodgers is going to the jets. And the reason I think that is because from 2019 to 2021, Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, obviously. 
Rodgers was lobbying very heavily in that organization to, for them to make Nathaniel Hackett their head coach of the Packers after the 2021 season. Obviously, that did not pan out, and he went over to the Broncos instead. Now, Rodgers, if you guys remember the last game, he kind of he wouldn't give his jersey to, I forget which player asked him for it, but he did not give it to them. Um, people are speculating that, that was because that's the last Packers Aaron Rodgers jersey that you'll see. Um, he's also been kind of weird about his playing future. He said he's not, he's either playing or retiring. He has not given up uh, which team he's going to be playing for yet. So he might request a trade. And then also I have heard something about the Packers saying that they'd be open to moving him and moving on from him. So Jordan, I ask you this. Um, oh, one other thing as well that I forgot is that Aaron Rodgers publicly came out and gave a bunch of praise to that hiring of Nathaniel Hackett for the Jets. So, Jordan, I ask you this. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets? I actually do, yeah. I think he does. Uh, there's been turmoil and tension with him and the Packers for years now. Uh, it's just been building up season after season. Now, Devontae's gone. They just missed the playoffs. Very few receivers for him. Just not, like, sufficient talent, honestly, um, for for Rodgers. And I know the Jets aren't the uh, this crazy talent the team but they do have his guy Hackett and I think Rodgers is just sick of the Packers so yeah I think I think he's gonna make you know go for a change of scenery and it, it will be interesting because if he retires I won't be surprised yeah it's I'm I'm honestly thinking it's the Jets or retire I don't think he goes back to the Packers they just they're they're too far gone I don't think he sees any you know chance of winning there yeah it's the Jets or him uh hosting Jeopardy I think are the two options obviously since he's been talking about doing that in his retirement. I actually want to push back on the Jets not having that much talent. I I actually disagree with that. They got, you know, Sauce Gardner, obviously that's on the defensive end, but he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league last year. Um, Hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump. You got a very fun weapon in Garrett Wilson. You have a lot of really just young, pretty solid talent. Their defense is really, really solid, I thought. And defense is very good. Yeah, and honestly, their whole offensive issues were Zach Wilson, who I don't think is going to be in the NFL anymore, at least not as a starting quarterback, barely as a backup if he stays. A lot of times you're relying on Mike White, who I, I think it, we can all agree is a subpar quarterback, and then Joe Flacco, who had had that Super Bowl season, but ever since then, I mean, he's old now, so even if he, he was continuously good, he's still ridiculously old. They had a really – quarterback was obviously the most important position, and that's the position that they had the most issues with. Putting in – Aaron Rodgers, even if he's, you know, not 100%, I, I think that's still an upgrade over all three of those guys. And I think that the Jets could be something really special there. What do you think? Yeah, about that? he's he's certainly a massive upgrade. Their quarterback situation is a mess. Um, and yeah, good point about Garrett Wilson. And they also have Brees Hall in the backfield. Yeah, back. they uh, yeah, they so those two guys are very talented. Um, other than them, I mean, Elijah Moore is decent, but just had a horrible season. Um, I don't know. They're they're not going to be, you know, some juggernaut, but no. I, I do think they can definitely compete with that defense. And if, if Rogers gets, you know, back to playing, like we know he can, I don't think Rogers has lost anything. I think this was a, a bad year for him. And if anything, it's like the thing he's lost might be competitive spirit. Like he yeah. just doesn't want it as much anymore, but if, if he goes to the jets and really, uh, gets back to wanting to win and wanting to prove himself. 
I think, yeah, I think they could go far and they can make some noise. Um, so yeah, that's why I think he'll go there. Cause like you said, their defense is phenomenal. Uh, they're just, they're very young everywhere, but hopefully, I mean, I want Rogers to go to the jets. I think, it, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I like, I like seeing, um, just like shake up in what we're used to. Um, obviously I hate when it happens with the Steelers, but every other time I'm, I'm always interested in just seeing some fresh faces. So yeah, let's transition I, now. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something I'll else? Just say, I think, uh, Garrett Wilson would absolutely explode with. Rogers. Oh yeah. I, I saw some tweet and it was like uh, Devonte Adams was not Devonte Adams until he had Aaron Rodgers, and they're saying yeah. Garrett Wilson will not be what he is until he gets Aaron Rodgers. So I would love to see it. I love that you mentioned Brees Hall could have been the offensive rookie of the year before he got injured. Elijah Mitchell, like you mentioned, you know, just had an off year. Um, and I also think that New York, I know recently it hasn't been, but I do think just the area that it is, it can be a, a potential free agency destination. I mean. It's a big True. market. Um, they've been bad for a really long time. I can't imagine a fan base that's. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of fan bases that have been bad for a really long time and are really hungry, but I think they do have a really solid fan base. So, I think it could be a free agent uh, destination, depending on who they get. If they get Aaron Rodgers trying to pull guys in there, I guarantee you see a little bit of a rush towards the Jets and uh, you know a rebuilt offense. So, let's talk about another um, old quarterback who might be changing teams. So it came out today or maybe yesterday. It came out recently that Brock Purdy suffered a UCL t- tear in the tendon in his elbow. He's going to be out for, I believe six months. So 49ers right now, they are missing Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Do you, can you think of a guy who um, grew up loving the San Francisco 49ers had a really bad team this year, maybe is looking to move on from said team. Um, can you think of a guy that would be in that position right now? Yeah. I mean, TB 12 on the Niners would be something yeah. special, man. Uh, I don't know. It, I don't know if, if Brady wants that, I think there's a chance he goes to the Raiders. Um, I don't know. Do you know the deal with Brady's contract? Um, I don't specifically free agent. Well, well, why don't you talk it out through the Raiders while I look at his contract number? The the reason I mentioned the Raiders is because Derek Carr had a tough season, um, and Josh McDaniels is obviously Brady's guy. Uh, and I think you see the the Raiders have an absurd amount of talent. Waller was obviously hurt for most of the year. Um, Devontae is just a freak. Brady, Brady would love to play with him. I think they'd be phenomenal offensively, and they have talent on the defensive end too. So I think reuniting with Josh for Brady might outweigh a lot of other places like yeah. 49ers. Um, but yeah, it, if the Niners could get Brady, I, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta go all in, you gotta, you know, throw whatever you can to, to go get him. Yeah. So clean up the contract a little bit. I believe he is a free agent this year. Could okay. Be wrong with that. It says so, free agency 2023, but then it says void in parentheses. So I'm not sure. I am looking. It does say that his base salary this year was like a million with ten million in bonuses. Um, it said he did sign a two-year contract extension, twenty twenty. So everything that I'm seeing makes it seems like he he is a free agency this year, a free agent this year. Yeah, I I would not put this past Brady at all. We know he wanted to leave the Bucks before the season, and it kind of got leaked and blown up and and whatever. And then, you know, Brady ends up having pretty much his worst season of his career. 
Um, so yeah, I I think he'll definitely want out from the Bucks. Joining the Niners, I mean, immediate favorites. They're stacked everywhere. Quarterback is their only weakness. Um, and I I really would hope that the Niners want Brady and that they you know that they don't say like oh let's go throw Trey Lance out there we we drafted this kid or whatever like go get Brady right now your team is built to win right now yeah so I also had I think I had three other teams that I thought Brady has potential to go to or I think Brady has potential to go to not mentioning the 49ers or the Raiders the first one is the Dolphins Mm -hmm. obviously that's where he wanted to go originally before whatever happened and brought him to Tampa I believe it was like tampering of some sort anyways he ends up in tampa but he was it got leaked out and the dolphins got fined um and i believe they lost a draft pick because of it but he wanted to go to uh miami originally now tua's football career is in question i personally think he should retire due to the amount of head trauma he already has uh i would not want to see you know as morbid as this is like a junior say situation that's kind of the first one that really stuck out to me being young I remember when he obviously, uh, you know, the junior say a situation where he just had so much head head trauma and took his own life, which was just horrific and sad. I'm not saying it's going to go to that for Tua, but if he continues to get concussions, CT is a real issue. And that could be an outcome for him in terms of just having to live with CTE. Um, I know that made it morbid, but I'm really worried about his health. He's had three concussions in a season and two of those were very little contact. So these concussions are getting really piled up and they're happening very quickly and easily. I'm really worried about his football future. I have I think he should retire. I know it's the, his prime and it's going to be hard to talk someone out of that, but if he wants to live a long, happy life, I think it's time for him to go. Um, this is the hard part about sports, but to be more, you got to kind of look past that and you know account for that and say, well, if we're Miami, obviously it's into his best interest if he retires. If he does end up retiring, who should replace him at quarterback? I think Brady is a liable option. Um, out of ten, what, how do you think? How likely do you think that one is? Uh, probably like a six. I don't. Yeah. I just think if Tua, I don't think Tua is going to retire, and I think if he decides to come back, that the Dolphins are going to want to uh, give him another shot, just because yeah. he was injured, you know, so frequently. But that's that's kind of the thing. Like I, I disagree with it. If I'm the Dolphins, I would, I would take Brady in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, because I don't think even if Tua is healthy for for now, like he's yeah, just so long-term. he's so small and gets tossed around and and uh so susceptible to injury that I just I wouldn't trust that guy as my franchise QB, especially if you have a chance to go out and get Tom Brady. I'm not sure. Like for me, I am such a big Brady fan, and everything that I watched from Brady this year in terms of like his arm talent and his decision making, um maybe it fell off a a hair. But I'm wondering, like, how the rest of the league is looking at Brady and if they're saying, oh, he's actually washed now. Like, this, everyone's been saying he's been washed and he never was. But now maybe he actually is. I don't see it that way. Um, but maybe the Dolphins do. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, how hard teams are going to go after him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also very curious. I would imagine they go pretty hard. But the issue with quarterbacks is that I think – it's different than really any other sport because you see NBA players, for example, gradually hit this decline. You know, they, they kind of one year, they're not shooting as well. Then the next year they're not running as well. And then the next year they're just a different role. And then it slowly deteriorates into, you know, it's time for them to hang it up. 
With quarterbacks, it's completely different. They hit like a 50% drop off where they're garbage. Like it just happens for them, um, especially at certain ages. I'm not saying Brady was la- last year, but you never know this year. He's going to be 47, which is really old. He's almost, he's three years away from being 50. That's very, very old, uh, especially if playing in a position where, you know, you're susceptible to hits every single time yeah. they're targeting you. So um, I think that's got to be in the back of a bunch of teams' minds that, a, how long are you getting him for? And B, this season he might hit that, you know, awful slope. Yeah, that being said, it's Tom Brady. That's the thing. So, like, if you're the Dolphins, I, I think the Dolphins probably see Tua as as good as Tom Brady right now, or if not, at, you know, just slightly worse but much younger. So I don't think they would be super eager to pull the trigger on, on going after Brady um, because they have a guy like Tua. When you think about the Raiders or the Niners, though, those teams really need a quarterback. So I, I think another destination is probably more likely. Yes. Um, these next two teams that I had, I, I just wanted to mention them before the news of the last couple days. Uh, they seemed a little bit more likely to me. This is kind of straight from like the Bill Simmons conspiracy theories, uh, which obviously I've mentioned him countless times on the show, how much I fucking love Bill Simmons. Um, but anyways, he mentioned these teams. I think now he, even he himself would say based on the recent events, um, these teams are probably not going to happen, but the first one was Carolina. The idea was Sean Payton goes over to Carolina. Um, again, another ownership group that's willing to put in money to win. Carolina has a really nice team other than the quarterback situation. The idea is you get uh, Sean Payton in there. Brady goes over to Carolina, reunites with Sean Payton, because we kind of thought that him and Brady might be a package deal. Or not reunites, they unite in the first place. And yeah, Carolina gets the quarterback they've wanted. He gets... I think they're in a really weak division um, that automatically makes them maybe the best team in that division pretty easily. And yeah, it's, that was the first idea. The second idea Bill Simmons brought up that uh, obviously Tom Brady was divorced. This isn't really anything that we need to be talking about because it's personal stuff. We shouldn't be talking about that, but I I think in this case it matters. Um, His kids live in New York city. I think Brady's main goal he said throughout his career is being a good dad. He's talked about his dad and how good of a dad he his dad was to him. I think he wants to stay close to his kids. So the idea was that he'd be going to the Jets. Um, obviously, this was before we think Aaron Rodgers is now going. But before they hired uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the idea was that Brady would be take that Jets kind of quarterback spot, be near his kids. Um, I think both of these are less likely now with one, the hiring of Frank Reich um, for the Panthers. And then two, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett as offensive coordinator. I now think Aaron Rodgers going over the Jets. Um, so yeah, I just want to put those ones out there because those are my three teams, other than the usual Raiders and San Fran um, that we've heard about for Tom Brady. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I'll address all three of them. The Panthers, I think, would have been much more likely with if they got Sean Payton. Now that Sean Payton is off the table, I think yeah. that's probably. Uh, Brady's not going to go to the Panthers anymore. I agree with that. Yep. Um, Jets, I I could see, like you said, I, I think Rodgers is more likely, but it, I could see Brady coming back to the AFC East, revenge, play the Pats twice a year. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's that kind of guy who would do something like that. So <laughs> you mentioned the Pats. Out yeah. Of 10, out of 10, what do you think? Possibility uh, that he goes back. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, like three, I don't see it. I'm I'm yeah. not gonna get my hopes up for that. Yeah, uh, I don't think 
I don't think uh, Belichick's ready to give up on Mac, and I also don't think Belichick is. I think Belichick's too stubborn to like go crawling back to Brady. Um, but then, who else did you mention? It was just the Jets, the um, Panthers, Panthers, and then we had mentioned the Forty Nine. Okay, yeah. I also think the other New York team, the Giants, would be a solid fit. But I think they're keeping Daniel Jones. Yeah, that's the thing. If if I'm an objective like watcher and not a Giants fan, I'm not part of the Giants organization. Uh, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones. I think if you go get Brady, you can. You at least have a way better chance. But yeah, like you said, they seem to be all in on on Daniel Jones with the season he had, and that's fine. I mean, I just I I disagree with it. If I could get Brady for the Giants, I would definitely do that. That'd be so so weird watching him in a Giants uniform. Any any uniform other than like Bucks and Pats, I think is going to be weird to watch him in. Um, yeah, for sure. All right, one more coach thing, and then we'll go over to the conference games. Just I want your non-objective, or I not I actually want your objective opinion as a Pats fan. How did you feel about that Bill O'Brien hire as your new OC? Uh, I love it. It's what you needed. I mean, getting getting Matty P out of the offensive coordinator position is all I wanted. And to get a guy like Billy O, who's very experienced, he's been in our organization, uh, has a trust of Belichick, and clearly can call some plays for us. I I, I like it a lot, but I, I don't think it's as much Bill O'Brien as it is getting Matt Patricia out of there and just getting an actual offensive mind in the building. Yeah, the old addition by subtraction. I think that's completely yeah. what it is as well. Um, and then being able to retain Gerard Mayo as well. Um, I had yeah. I had heard rumors um, from that Off the Pike podcast that I believe his name is Brian Bear is the guy who hosts that. So I apologize if I got his name wrong. But anyways, if you you should listen to that podcast, it's very good. All about New England sports. Um, so Celtics, Bruins, Pats. It's kind of like your old. It's in the old uh, New England Boston radio kind of format, but it's a podcast, which is nice. Anyways, long story short, he had mentioned that Gerard Mayo might be open to taking some um, head coaching jobs as well. Yeah. So for the Pats to be able to retain him. Uh, on their defensive staff is really, really good for them. So, yeah, how do you feel about the season for the Pats coming up? Well, not super optimistic. I think O'Brien fixes a good amount of the offense, but I still think Mac Jones is very limited and our weapons are very limited. So I think we'll be better than last year. Um, our defense is always going to be, as long as we have Belichick, our defense is going to be very stout and, um, you know, tough tough to score points against we're we're going to turn people over we i think we were top 3 scoring defenses i don't know how belichick does it cuz you look across our defense and it's not a, a ton of big names we didn't spend a, a ton of money on defensive guys um judon's become one of the best uh you know linebackers in the league the end whatever you want to call him and yeah so the defense is going to be great the offense i i i just i don't have too much hope for it the offense we're gonna win ugly games and we're, we're i think this year we're gonna beat more teams that we should we're not gonna do as many dumb things and hopefully o'brien can figure it out but i just think I, I i lost a lot of faith in mac jones this year yeah fair enough all right let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the conference games as well as the super bowl all right let's get into these conference championship games one really good one uh, I think the ending obviously made it less good and some of the things that happened throughout brought it down a little bit, but it was a pretty good game at the end of the day. And then the first game obviously was fucking unwatchable at some points and just 
yeah. really shitty game. So let's start with the Chiefs and the Bengals game because I think that's the one that we really want to talk about. You know, crazy game. Obviously, the Bengals were talking a lot of shit going into it, calling it Burrowhead. They had the mayor taking a paternity test to see if uh, Joe Burrow was Patrick Mahomes' father. Yeah, I, you and I both took the Chiefs. Um, I took the money line. I believe you took the spread, right? Yeah. Yeah. So both hit. Um, yeah, I, I just thought, you know, it, it was a bet on the chiefs and the fact that the Bengals seem to be talking a lot of shit before going into one of the hardest places to play in the NFL. Um, so yeah, let's start with the refs. Um, obviously you see the redo third down play, and then there was some, talks about uh whether or not that was you know a roughing or like on that out of bounds hit on Mahomes that ultimately led to the game winning drive um both of those you know have been really argued about and talked about I just want to say for the the third down one you can see the official running onto the field to stop the play dead and from everyone saying everyone that was there said it was really fucking loud and hard to hear um I don't really fault the official for that I mean it was impossible to hear. And at the end of the day, these guys are human. Like it's hard to fucking hear. It's hard to hear. I mean, I understand why if you're a Bengals fan, you're really upset about that, but it ended up working out for you anyways. And I think that missed calls are a part of the game. Um, I didn't know how you, how do you feel about this one? About that? Yeah. Play I in particular? A, a ton of controversy on this game and that play. Um, I understand the frustration with that play. I do, but at the end of the day, they, they punted on that possession anyways. So I'm not, yeah. I don't think you can blame that loss on that call or that whatever you want to call it. It was a weird situation. Um, in terms of the unnecessary roughness, I don't get the outcry from the Bengals yeah, fans. That was all. unnecessary roughness. Like Clear, unnecessary roughness. Can't do that. It, do you not want them to call that? Like, yeah, that's that is textbook. Guys, two feet out of bounds gets shoved. Um and even the the Bengals guy, what Osai Osai or something, was yelling yeah. at him. His teammate after the game, bad teammate by the way, but yeah, shitty teammate for that one. The other, I will give him credit. The Bengals teammates right after that um, play took place, they all kind of huddled around him. The guy who yeah. made the hit, I forget his name, and you know, you know, like was trying to make him feel better. But then there is that clip of him going to the locker room and that bad teammate just kind of yelling at him, asking why right. did that. That teammate shit. He's probably you know maybe not be on that team anymore for that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's a good player. I'm sure they they've worked it out now. But I I hate how the refs have taken over the narrative of of this game because I think it was a phenomenal game. There's it there's was miscalls. there's missed calls in every game, and you can you can go back and rewind the tape and and find a bunch of missed calls on both sides. So I just I I think it's dumb to nitpick and get mad at the refs when at the end of the day, uh, Joe Burrow had the ball with two minutes left or whatever it was and and had to punt. So. I, I don't know. I'm not I can't defend the, the Bengals there. And I think the refs made the right call on the unnecessary roughness. So yeah. It's pretty obvious to me. I completely agree. And I think the right team won in that game. I thought the Chiefs after yeah, watching think, that game, I thought they deserved that win. I mean I, I heard this on uh first things first today that we were you know going into this game with huge expectations for Burrow. Um he, he played fine but didn't and play great and if that's if that's pat mahomes i think you know on like uh, well pat mahomes on like a leg 1.75 legs right exactly yeah like and i I just think mahomes proved he's pretty much on on his own 
tier in his own level compared yeah. to these guys. Burrow's great, but uh, you know, uh, uh, he's getting you know the Brady comparisons, which I don't fully hate, but I think if Brady has the ball there, he drives down the field and and wins that game. So, but it was a it was a phenomenal game. Um, both teams played great. Defenses stepped up. Chris Jones with a huge sack, um, big moment in the game. That was awesome to watch as a as a Chiefs better. But yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I completely agree. It was a great game. Um, I hate that that refs are going to be what that game's ultimately remembered for. That should not be what it's remembered for. Um, yeah, it was a great game. Let's move on to the next game or the game that happened before that: the Eagles versus the um the Forty ers Sorry, I, I had a brain fart there. Um, I'm pissed off because I am quoted on this podcast as saying that the Eagles are frauds. And now they're going to the Super Bowl, and I still feel like they're frauds. They've had <laughs> yeah, the easiest fucking path. They have. They they definitely have. And I think, uh, you know, Purdy stays healthy. I I had the Niners winning that game, and that guy, uh, Josh Johnson, was it? I think that was his name. Yeah, Josh got Johnson. in the game and like literally Ooh, twelve seasons of like he dropped a perfect snap. Yeah, and couldn't fall on the fumble and. Pretty much, gave, you know, great field position and let up a touchdown and then got concussed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the the Niners and the Niners team and fan base just have to be so crushed because they have everything going for them. And even with, you know, uh, lackluster talent at quarterback, it seemed like they were they had every reason to believe that they could win that game. But Purdy gets hurt. Johnson gets hurt. I mean, it just sucks to see. But the Eagles. I don't think they're frauds. I really don't. I think I think that was the game that they should have lost if uh if the Niners had stayed fully healthy. Um and I I now think they're going to lose in the Super Bowl, but frauds I think is just a little much. They have such a dominant O-line. It's it's crazy yeah. how much that line impacts the game and and the QB sneaks and the run game. It's it's all amazing and and Hurts is playing out of his mind. So I don't I wouldn't go as far as to say they're frauds. I think they just Kind of got a lucky break this weekend. They did well. They had the easiest season, like yeah, metrics yeah, metrics point to this. They had the easiest season in the regular season, and they've had the easiest playoffs. Uh, they played, you know, Giants yeah, but, team that overachieved. But so no, I, I don't, I, I don't. They still had to win those games, so they're yeah, not you frauds. Play, you got to play who's in front of you. There's nothing they can do yeah. about their schedule. So no, I mean, I'm just. It's just I just. It's funny that I had sat on this podcast. There's a TikTok video of me calling the Eagles yeah. frauds. So obviously that stinks, but um, yeah, the Eagles, I think there's really nothing you can take away from this game because they were playing at one point Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. So, mm -hmm. I mean, really, and I still thought right when they put in Josh Johnson, right. Um, I still thought that they actually had a chance because for a while there, it was seven, seven and the 49ers yeah. probably got a penalty. Like I, I felt like they got a penalty every other play. Um, the 49ers really just shot themselves in the foot with the penalties first off. And then obviously the injuries, nothing can do about that. The one thing I think you could take away is that maybe Jalen hurts isn't a hundred percent. Like he said, he wasn't um, just his scrambling is a little, not the same. Uh, he's not as intense with it. Granted, it wasn't a close game, but it was a playoff game. So usually you do see guys go all out no matter what. Um, that being said, I just think maybe just keep an eye out on his scrambling. Other than that though, I mean, like you said, their offensive line is the best in the league. Really solid defense. Lane Johnson playing on a torn groin. I yeah. don't know how the fuck you do that. <laughs> uh, one thing I'll I'll take away and, and give praise to the Eagles is 
I think that Niners defense is probably the best defense in the league, and they put up 31. I know yeah. um, Eagles are pretty much playing in plus field position for throughout the game, uh, um, at least, you know, once Purdy went out, which was early on. So they they had great field position, but still putting up uh, points on that defense is really tough to do. Teams have struggled against them all year. And the Eagles, they they take care of the ball. They move the ball. They score in the red zone. They're, they're a good offense, man, and they're a good team overall. So it's going to be interesting because against the Chiefs, you're not going to be in great field position all game like that. You're probably not going to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, a fumble out of the quarterback and, and those mistakes that the Niners made and, and all the punts and, and that stuff. But it's going to be interesting to see if they they still dominate offensively the way that they have been all year. Yeah, and also I think the one, you know, uh, kind of issue that the Eagles fans have had with the team all year is that they've had, like, this inability to score in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. They've just had a really tough time doing that. And against the Chiefs, that's four quarters of football every game. So yeah, and don't no worry about that a little bit. You 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 get up, you know, 10, 14 points against the Chiefs. They can get erased in two drives just just as yeah. fast as you got it. So it's gonna be a great game, though. I think I think these are two phenomenal teams. I don't think this is a blowout by any means. I actually uh won't be surprised if the Eagles go up in this game. Yeah, I'm I'm so yeah, let's go to the Super Bowl real quick. We've talked about this already a little bit um in the segment, but yeah, I'm one of the most exciting Super Bowls in, in a couple of years, I would say, right? Uh yeah, I mean the I think the Chiefs in terms Niners of the matchup phenomenal, phenomenal Super Bowl. I, I yeah. was excited to watch that. But yeah, this is huge. City of Philly is obviously crazy, amazing fan base. Chiefs are looking to create a dynasty. Um lot on the line for Mahomes, who's trying to, you know, pretty much be the GOAT. He's He's already, you know, people are making the argument for him already, which I don't yeah. like as a, as a Brady guy, but I, I at the same time understand it. So there's a lot on the line here. Yeah, and I mean, you got Travis Kelsey versus his brother. I mean, yeah. like the first Full brothers story. playing each other in the Super Bowl. There's a lot of storylines uh, here. And Dominican Sue is on the Eagles for some reason, and he's <laughs> playing in a Super yeah. Bowl. I mean, like, there's and, a lot going on. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, you know, comes into this uh, after – you know, a questionable um, last season, a, a good last season, but but one where people were still doubting him. And then Sirianni comes in um, first year as the Eagles head coach. So it's there's a lot going on. It's it's a really it's going to be fun to watch. And Jalen Hurts is a very likable guy. Like, I, I really like Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't yeah. see how any people really hate him. He's hardworking, humble, you know, great kind of face of the franchise, face of the NFL, potentially, um, or one of the faces of the NFL, potentially. So, yeah, I, I like, you know, it's been such a crazy turnaround for the Eagles this year um, mm. compared to where they were last season. So, I mean, I like I like this matchup. I'm really excited to watch it. I in terms of betting, uh, what are you thinking about early action before? I, obviously, it's really early, but what do yeah, you think? Super early. No clue what the spread is. If I had to guess, I, I think this is a, a Chiefs minus three and a half. That would be my guess. I think Mahomes will come into this pretty much fully healthy uh kelsey gets time to rest and get fully healthy so i i like the chiefs um to win i don't know about the spread so i'm not going to say anything about that but in i terms got the of, number in terms if you want to oh, hear it the number yeah, chiefs plus one and a half oh wow okay i might jump on that right now actually <laughs> that's crazy because I just said it's minus three and a half, which means I should jump on that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right now. I, I might actually bet that right now. Um, that's oh man, yeah, but that's kind of throwing me for a loop because 
maybe maybe they're not as healthy as we think. Wow, that's that's nuts. Um, do you do you see the money lines? Uh, plus one hundred five for the Chiefs, minus one twenty five for the Eagles. Wow. Okay, I'm not I'm not touching it. I I, I that that just scares me too much because it makes me feel like I don't know anything <laughs> about yeah. what I'm talking about. But well, could it be of- that the public has kind of pushed towards the Eagles? I I think you see a team that looks like them looks very dominant in the last game compared to the Chiefs that Chiefs that went 20 2020 uh maybe they're questioning Patrick Mahomes ankle to me it feels like from a betting standpoint it feels like Vegas trying to get people to take the Chiefs yeah. because getting the Chiefs at, in in plus money in the Super Bowl is not something that I think you know people like us would probably have thought like we're thinking like the Chiefs should be favorites but I, so I it feels like a trap, but at the same time, I think that line's gonna move. If I had to guess, I think it that's has moved. I looked at it uh, yesterday morning, and it, I believe it was either the Chiefs plus two or minus. I can't remember, if, unfortunately, but I, it, I believe it was the Chiefs plus two because I, I thought about grabbing it then. Yeah, I think this will get closer to a pick 'em. Um, so so yeah, if that but, makes you uh, feel any better, there was some money in on the Chiefs. Yeah, that's that's crazy that that's the line. I don't know. Yeah, it is a it's what they call a rat line. That's what they've been throwing. I I love that new term. I, to me, that's a rat line for sure. Um, I yeah. I like well, you. I'm gonna well, wait until just, day of. I think. Let's just get to our predictions. How do you see this game going? I don't know. I really don't. I the I think the um the like NFL fan side of me and the guy who's watched football now, you know. Obviously, I always talk about being a Steelers fan and watching the Steelers more than anything. But as a guy who's starting to like watch more NFL, and you know, we're starting to cover it, obviously. I think that side of me is thinking that you got to take the Chiefs here and that the Chiefs are going to win, but it's going to be close. But then the guy who's watched it, you know, trying to be unbiased, has just watched the team, both teams play. I think I'm going to, I think it's the Eagles that way. Either way, it's close, but the guy who's just watching it, you know, in terms of me, I, like, I, I just see, I see an Eagles team that I think is more talented or I know is more talented than the Chiefs team. Um, Jalen Hurts has all of his weapons right now. Mahomes is kind of missing weapons. I mean, he has his main yeah. one, Travis Kelsey, but I believe, uh, who went out? Um, uh, Tony, Canary's Tony went out. Yeah, Tony um, and Juju are hurt and then someone else is hurt for them too. Their receivers are decimated. Yeah, so that's kind of scary. And then obviously you're getting Patrick Mahomes on like 1.75 legs instead of two. Um, so that also scares me. So because of that, I think I'm going to lean at Eagles, but I don't know. I really could see this game going anyway. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I've been Chiefs all year. Not that it's a crazy like preseason pick, but I picked the Chiefs preseason. I, I can't waver now. I, I'm going to stick with them. And the, it's you know the same bet as it was two months ago three months ago like it's a bet on Mahomes and and Andy Reid and how good they are I think Mahomes is like I said earlier in the pod far and away the best player in the league yeah. Hurts is good but he's not close to Mahomes level and I think no matter how this game goes for the first three and a half quarters I just think Mahomes finds a way to to score points and win the game and in terms of the defense, I mean, they stepped up against a really good Cincinnati offense. Yeah. Uh, debatably the best offense. And I think it's it's maybe a, a little bit of a taller task against the Eagles in this O-line in the run game. 
But the Chiefs got a great D-line, so I don't hate that matchup. Um, the Chiefs' weakness is obviously the secondary, but they just proved that they, they can make plays back there, and they got a lot of young guys, obviously, and inexperienced, but they, they seem to be good, good young players. So I think, um, yeah, I think the Chiefs get this done, and I think it's probably slightly low scoring, like a like a 24 to 20. Yeah, I I I see I like the 21, 20, 24, 20. So yeah, maybe that's worth betting unders. I believe I saw the numbers at 45. Oh yeah, it's at 49 cool. and a half, okay. actually. Yeah. 49 and a half? Yeah, 49 and a half. I can do wow, yeah. So we just have no idea what we're we're doing. <laughs> we would not be a good Vegas. No, mate. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, we wouldn't be. Um <laughs> hold on. I, I think Real quick, you mentioned Andy Reid. We didn't even talk about that part of it. The Andy Reid storyline is crazy. Yeah, him going crazy. back to Philly. Um, That's true. Yeah, I I could also see a thing where it's just like the Chiefs are the big older brother and the Eagles are the younger brother, and then you really see the difference. And maybe this is the biggest. This will be the biggest test they faced all season. Um, By far, but, yeah. But they haven't all. They also haven't faced a lot of hard tests to begin with. So yeah, that's um, why I I like that point a lot because. You said, obviously, you think the Eagles are still kind of fraudulent just because of their schedule. This is a completely different level of team than they've played for the past month plus. So, uh, you know, the the Giants were feisty, but just not on the same level talent-wise. And the Niners were going to be their biggest test, but lost their quarterback and their backup quarterback. So they haven't had a test, really, for, for a long time. I don't know when their last close game was, honestly. So... I just think that this is this is the one that kind of takes them by surprise, and yeah, they they haven't been in many dogfights, so yeah, I mean they really haven't. Um, yeah, I mean you kind of fucking sold me. I think I'm gonna take the Chiefs. I wanted to take the Chiefs all the way, but I just feel like it'd be more logical to pick the Eagles, I guess. But I don't know. You put yeah. a lot of thought into. It. I don't know if you. It just it's hard to fucking figure out. I I know I will end up betting Chiefs if it stays at plus money on the Chiefs for sure. Yeah. So it's um I I kind of disregarded the uh the Chiefs receiving core health situation I think. Um that's where a lot of this line is coming from. So it does it does make more sense but honestly I, I still don't care as long as Kel- Kelsey's on the field. Um and he's going to get more healthy, Mahomes is going to get more healthy. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder what drugs they're going to take uh get them <laughs> ready to go cuz I mean they got to be on some craziness. All right, um, that's going to do it for us here at the Lubcast. Thank you, Jordan, for coming on. Thank you for talking NFL. We'll be back next week. We might do another bonus episode this week, um, maybe cover some NBA stuff. But yeah. if anything happens leading up to the trade deadline, we're officially, I believe, 10 days away from the deadline. So, so far, nothing's really happened. And there's it's that po- uh, pre-All-Star game kind of basketball going on. So no- nothing too crazy is happening. So if anything does happen... We'll come on during the week and talk about the Celtics. But if not, you will hear from us next week. So stay tuned for that. And thank you all for listening. Peace. She wanna show me some Think I won the lotto Yeah, this little mulatto yeah. You could be a model